0: Episode 109 in the Actors Room. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Jeff Tarowski, and this week we continue talking about Mr. Johnny Depp, a phenomenal actor, an amazing talent, an interesting man. This is part three. And ladies and gentlemen, it could very easily, and I mean very easily, could be about six parts. Parts. For this, I don't lie. But we're not going to do that. People will get bored, I'm sure, and want me to talk about something else. Those of you who are fans of my show. But checking out this part, this being the finale, and it could be more. We're really going to dive into a lot of information that I didn't talk about in my previous two episodes. A lot going on with this guy, especially recently. I just found out, I mean, I just found out 10 minutes ago, 10 minutes ago, Netflix has taken all of Johnny Depp's movies off of their provider, Netflix, all Johnny Depp movies. Is this a coincidence? No, it's not. They got Kevin Spacey movies on there, okay? They got Mel Gibson movies on there, get it, um... But no Johnny Depp And they did this quietly They didn't announce anything He is just simply off of their network Why? And I scratch my head about this And I have my opinion I think Johnny is in a lot of trouble I really don't know what's going on In terms of his legal status With the whole Amber Heard situation Obviously it's not good I think a lot of people of the public domain, his fans, even critics, are people around the world that love Johnny for who he is, what he has given them on the screen in interviews, just being who he is, how cool he is, how good looking he is, how fun he is, the characters that he has created for us to enjoy, uh, what, about a hundred times over. We'll put in his films... And enjoy what he does over and over again. What is going on with Johnny? This is a long intro. I don't care. I feel something's up. You heard it right here, folks. In the actor's room, part three of Johnny Depp. I think he's in a lot of trouble. Where you really think about this situation. If Netflix is barring you, there's got to be a reason why. I mean, this is a network that put out cuties. I haven't seen it because I don't want to. But I hear it's very controversial. They could put that out. But not a Johnny Depp movie. Something's around the corner for Mr. Depp. And I say this also because he's been dropped from Pirates. And also the next Harry Potter movie. Even J.K. Rawlings stood up for Depp. I mean, this is the creator Of Harry Potter. She is such a supporter of Johnny. She put her good name. Which is you know. Whatever that is. On the line for Johnny. That didn't mean a damn thing. That didn't work either. He's been barred from that too. Something's up. Not good times. For Mr. Depp. It's very sad. And is there jail time. Around the corner for this man. I hope not. I hope that just everybody's kind of scared. To be attached to Mr. Depp right now. Maybe they just want to see how the dust settles. Maybe everything will be fine. Let's hope and pray it is. Because like I said before. I personally don't know Mr. Depp. But I've heard things. Whispers. Conversations. And you can't take that 100%, but it's out there. Thank you for listening. Continuing, talking about this guy. What a guy. Strap on, folks. (laughs) Strap in, strap on, strap it. Episode 109, The Actor's Room. Here we fucking go. Johnny say it isn't so tell me that all the evidence and court documents are a falsity they're not right there are people putting out information as we speak right now on YouTube and other platforms sticking up for Johnny Depp in the situation that just happened Netflix dropping Depp completely entirely Everything associated with an appearance by Johnny Depp on Netflix, gone. You type in Johnny Depp and Netflix, nothing comes up. How is that possible? <laughs> it's not. It was done for a reason. And there, like I said, there's people right now defending Johnny Depp, uh, putting it to Netflix. How dare you, Netflix? What's wrong with you? You have Kevin Spacey on there. You have Mel Gibson on there. But you don't have Johnny Depp. I'm done with you. Fuck you, Netflix. And I say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. These people are coming to conclusions without really doing research on why it happened. There's a reason. They didn't do it just to do it. (laughs) Okay? There has to be... They're not the only ones. There are movie franchises that Johnny Depp has... Just catapulted uh, uh, careers, uh, studios, that are dropping him like a red hot potato. Netflix, they're not the only ones. And this is kind of scary. I've never seen or heard anything like this. Now, bear in mind, there are performers, actors, that will piss off certain people in the business. Okay, Or they're just hard to work with. And they find a hard time getting work. But they still work somehow. I mean it, it does happen. But a big star like Depp. Really makes you think. The people in Hollywood. Frown more upon. Somebody getting in trouble for. Physical abuse. That Johnny right now is being blamed for and is somewhat true not somewhat it is true then say sexual natured crimes like Kevin Spacey they frown more upon the fi- and one should not be over the other both are bad equally bad What should we make of this? It could be nothing, but it's not nothing. Johnny's being barred right now. So we're going to take a step back in the actor's room. We do that a lot. You got to. Because you got to get your bearings. You have to put your feet firmly on the ground. And in this situation, I'm trying to. Because I like Johnny Depp. But he's not the same guy that you remember. And I hate to say that, but he's not. I'm hoping and praying right now. He's seeing what's going on. And. Pushing himself. To change. I hope he's waking up. And he wakes up. <laughs> uh, like around 8pm. I hope he wakes up. And, oh my god. I really have to. You know. Get my shit together. It's time. Cut back on the wine. Okay. We'll take our $30,000 a month bill on wine, we'll cut it in half. <laughs> At least do that. 15 grand. You know, cut back, okay? Uh, instead of smoking 3 packs of cigarettes a day or those little cigars, let's go 1 pack a day. Cut out most of the drugs. John, you can do it and turn it around. I hope he's doing that because he can. He can. I hope he doesn't sink see- deeper. Uh, That will most likely happen. The odds are that he'll sink deeper into the bullshit. I hope he doesn't. Turn it around Johnny Depp. Please. I love your acting. I do. Uh, This I have to say. I still continue through this whole journey. I put in a film with Johnny Depp in it. And I enjoy it. He's an actor. And there aren't many. That are a step above. Even great actors. Uh, He really does simplify. His reality. Into the character on screen. Where others are just too playful. And Johnny is playful. Yes. But he does it in a subtle. Real comfortable way. And I look at his resume. And I'm blown away. Not kidding. There are films that I didn't even talk about. In my first two episodes. That I have to talk about. His talent. Is almost unmeasured. Compared to most stars on Hollywood. And they'll tell you the same thing. Check this out. This impressive resume. Of Johnny Depp. And these are the films I haven't talked about yet. The first one I want to bring up. Very important film, a a film that I love to watch. I love war films. I love Oliver Stone, Charlie Sheen, William Defoe. Okay, Defoe is an artist beyond artistry. (laughs) This guy goes far out into the abyss of art. William Defoe, almost as much as Johnny Depp, about the same, Uh, about the same. I respect these actors. I can't do what they do. Platoon. Oliver Stone. War film. You don't see much of Johnny Depp. And there's a reason why. Johnny had his scenes cut. (laughs) Because. It just happens. There are moments for Depp. In Platoon. That were cut from. The last editing process. And I know this happens, but Johnny, he spent a very long time learning Vietnamese because he's the interpreter in platoon. Remember that. You don't see much of Johnny Depp in platoon. He's there. He's there, but not much. You think of platoon, you think of Sheen, Defoe, Beringer, Right. You don't think of Johnny Depp. But he's there. A noteworthy film. I didn't mention it before. Because it's such a small role. But a big film. Benny and June. This is a film where Johnny Depp shines in his improv skills. It's plain as day. A movie a lot of uh, Depp fans really don't talk about too much. I mean it's mentioned. But very notable because... Like I said, you see the improv factor, and as an actor, all you actors out there, you know that sometimes your greatest work—and I don't care if it's in front of the camera or on stage, most of the time on stage—when you settle into your character and it becomes part of you, almost like second nature, you find that improv is a special tool to use because it, you're you're free. Okay, you go beyond the text. And you start experiencing this new life that you've created. It really is a new life. It's your creation. Within the confines of the text. You create a character. And you're able to just sort of um, have fun with it. And Benny and June. And his character in that film. You see that. Uh, You see some of his physical abilities too. And underrated film. Benny and June. And we're getting to the aspect of Johnny Depp that I hold, me, that I hold very dear to me. This is why I, I, I respect him. I, I find that there are certain actors that, that find it, I don't know, if they, they just they reach down. And not only do you see a part of them, you really do see the character plus them. They're bringing themselves into the character. And you like them. Not just the character. You're seeing them. This is what Johnny Depp does. Moving on to another film. That I want to talk about. That Johnny did. That I didn't mention before. We got to bring this one up. Before I get into the juicy stuff. Gilbert Grape. Okay film. Whatever. You know, DiCaprio gives the most memorable performance. Um, He does. Depth's fine. I didn't like the premise of Grape. I watched it once and I have no desire whatsoever to see it again. Uh, Do you feel the same way? Are you watching Gilbert Grape yearly? (laughs) Uh, There's no reason to. It's a one and done. I've seen it. And what's next on the table? All right. Before we get into Don Juan DeMarco, I gotta set this up. I didn't know how close Depp and Brando were. I knew they liked each other. I knew they were friends. Um, And I knew they were close. But I didn't realize their strong connection. I would say that of all the actors that Brando knew in his life... He really did connect to Johnny Depp above most. (laughs) Uh, Not counting his childhood friend Wally Cox. Doubt's almost a given. But Johnny Depp was really high on Brando's list. Not only as a man. But as an actor. Let us put it this way. (laughs) There weren't many actors. That Marlon Brando respected. Now there might have been. Co stars or people on set that Brando respected, but admired or he's you know, different. Um, Johnny Depp was one of the very few that Brando actually respected. Brando would watch Depp's acting and go, That's really good. <laughs> yes. 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 So when Johnny Depp was about to do Don Juan DeMarco, got the script, most of the cast ready to go, except one character, the very important character of the psychiatrist. Johnny Depp wanted Marlon Brando to play that role. They never met. (laughs) But Johnny, like many actors, looked up to Brando. And Johnny gaining respect in the business, building up his career had the manpower and guts to call up Marlon on the phone. Little tidbit here. Marlon Brando loves the telephone. (laughs) He does. He did. Brando would talk to people at any hour. He'd wake people up three in the morning to talk about anything and everything that was on Brando's mind. The guy loved to talk on the phone. Me, I hate to talk on the phone. After five minutes, I'm done. I think Brando had a tough time sleeping. And he needed to talk to somebody. And they said that the people on the other side of the phone. On a nightly basis. okay, Brando's calling you up. Middle of the night. Talks to you for about half an hour. Gets himself all sleepy. And before you know it. The person on the other end is faced with hearing. Nothing but snoring. Coming from Brando on the other end. He needed the phone calls to fall asleep. So if you're looking. At that time. To meet Marlon. And you have his phone number. He ain't listed. (laughs) Okay, Johnny got his number. And wanted to ask him a question. Will you do Don Juan DeMarco? Plus I really want to talk to you. Who wouldn't? This is Johnny's chance. Got a project. I love your work. Let's do something together. And they do. They connected. Brando liked Depp already. So he accepted his phone call. I guess they talked for about two hours on the phone. Set up a lunch. And met each other over lunch. I think and dinner. They hit it off. They talked about life. They talked about art. They talked about their careers. And there were a few questions that Marlon Brando asked Depp. That Depp found to be absolutely fascinating. What made them connect. Brando asked Depp. How many films do you do a year? Depp said about two or three. Brando said that's way too much. (laughs) Pretty standard. Two, three films a year for an actor. Very standard. Depp said I think two or three is pretty good. I'm. I don't feel overworked I, I'm making enough money It's consistent I think I'm okay Brando says don't stretch yourself out Two or three years way too much As an actor You are limited to how many faces You have this is from Brando <laughs> He said John Pace yourself And With this Johnny felt That Brando and I feel the same way At that time in his life, and maybe even in the past, was frightened at failing in his roles and would almost push away the fact that, oh, you know, I'm doing this just because I need the money. Or, you know, I like the project, but you know, this is not the main thing in my life. I got my island, I have other things I'm doing politically, I'm okay. Johnny feels He has many faces in his pocket. Pockets. (laughs) Pockets everywhere. Of just Johnny Depp faces. Or faces. That he has created. And faces that he will create. In the future. And if you really think about it. Depp. Has. A better outlook on acting. Than Brando. Um. And I'm not saying Marlon Brando didn't like acting. He did. He did. He denies it. But he loved to act. You can see it in his work. But these two titans. Sitting down. God I wish I could hear that conversation. There's um, something else that happened. At this meeting. That I find almost unbelievable. To me. Um, We all embellish stories. Because that's what actors do. But there's a story that Depp told. About the first encounter. With Marlon Brando. That I find ridiculous. And quite honestly I don't believe. <laughs> I'm not saying you're a liar John. But I think he tweaked the story a little bit. Just to make it sound a little more interesting. I guess. <laughs> There's some preface. Of a, of, a, of a play. There's a preface of a play. That Johnny Depp really loves. And feels that it. Really does. Does. Define him as a person. And I'm going to give you just a few lines from this. This is a preface from a play written by... And uh, what's his name? William Saurian. It's a weird last name. Saurian. The play is called The Time of Your Life. Have you heard about this? Written by William Sorian. Uh, Depp says the play itself is horrible. He's like, don't even read the play. Just read the preface. And the preface... Is a bit of um, literature before the play starts Sort of like setting it up Or giving some beautiful words About what you're about to experience Johnny Depp feels this to be very important Here's a few lines from this preface I just want to note, I don't want to do the whole thing Because it's just, it's too long This is the part that just fascinates me Get Get a hold of this line Here Remember that every man is a variation of yourself. No man's guilt is not yours, nor is any man's innocence a thing apart. Despise evil and ungodliness, but not men of ungodliness or evil. These, understand, have no shame in being kindly and gentle. But if the time comes in the time of your life to kill, kill. And I have no regret. Oh boy. (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, The part here about ungodliness and evil. And how you should despise its meaning. But not the people who are. And I get it. I get it. We're human. But I think I'm going to despise evil in people. I get it the art it's all about the art and how we should never deflect or ignore the bad stuff because it's out there and we have to incorporate it in art I get it believe me I do and you can back up any film you despise or you think is too out there for you or it's immoral and that's fine you just don't watch it again you say goodbye I've seen it I'll never watch it again. Done. And that's a personal choice. There's a movie. There's movies out there you'll never see. And that's fine. But I really. ah, Evil is there. And it's incorporated in film. And it should be. But it doesn't mean. You have to. Because here they say. Despise it. And I guess the fact is that... What I'm trying to say... (laughs) gets so complicated. As an artist... They're not saying that about it though. They're saying... Don't despise men or women if they're ungodly or evil. And I say... You should. But in art, that's different. So... If William Sorian is speaking about this as a man, I don't like it. But if he's speaking about it as an artist, okay. And I hope and pray okay, that's how Johnny takes it. Johnny, am I wrong about this or am I right about this? Are you saying you're opening this up to personal life or just your art? Because those are two different things. Art's art. There's dark art. There's good art. There's bright art. There's bad art. Art that just sucks. (laughs) But they still say it's art. a, a, A blank canvas with a dot in the middle. It's beautiful. No, it's not. That's garbage. I think it's garbage. The next person walking by could be taken into an abyss of beautiful, talented, uh, artful, beautiful creations of, of God in life. And anything uh, that's you know in question in his mind is now answered by looking at that little dot on a big canvas. I know now the history and the mystery of the world. Me, I look at the canvas and see a little dot in the middle. John, am I... I'm placing this on the table in the actor's room about this subject. And this to me is a very important subject in art and life. And how they, they should be separated beyond certain measures. Do you get where I'm going here? To experience something within art. Whether it's good or bad. okay, Can help you evolve as a person. And your art. And that's the beauty of it. But once you start incorporating it into your personal life. I believe bad things happen. Okay. You got to let it go. Do it for the art. And then when you step in your front door at the house. Let it go man. Okay. You have to. Because once you start bringing it into your life. That's when bad things happen. And look what's happening with Mr. Depp. It's this fantasy world. This Dangerous world that these stars step into and they can't step out of. Some do, most don't. It's the ones that are lost and are trying to find answers. Go ahead, look for those answers. Experience it. Go, holy shit, that's fucked up. And realize just how great your life can be. Marlon Brando and Johnny Depp held this conversation over lunch and dinner one day, right before Don Juan DeMarco, and had a connection because Brando himself said, Johnny, you're not going to believe this. He goes, Johnny, I hold that preface in high respect, too. Johnny said, No way. You're pulling my leg. And Brando said, I'm not. Brando said, Do you have that memorized? And Johnny said, yeah, actually, I do. I have the whole thing memorized. Brando said, prove it. <laughs> Johnny memorized the whole thing, right? So, sitting in front of Brando, Johnny Depp started reciting this preface. And it's, um, I don't know, a hundred words, if that. But, you know, you love something and you read it enough, you pretty much memorize it. So Johnny recited it, got to about the end. Brando cut him off and finished the last sentence. Which means (laughs) Brando had it memorized too. What a connection. I don't buy it. It sounds like a corny movie, doesn't it? You're watching a film. You got two actors up there doing their thing in a corny scene. It's all emotional. You're in there. You're like, oh God, these two are connecting. It's beautiful. And the one actor starts reciting poetry. From some book that he read. This has touched me so much. And they're speaking poetry. Shakespeare whatever. Thou is thou the knight of true being and force. Follow of this light. And then the next actor finishes his thought. And they look at each other. Deep in their eyes. And know. They'll be connected forever. Are you telling me John. That you and Brando did this on your first meeting. He's finishing your thoughts. (laughs) He's like, come on, man. (laughs) Maybe it happened. Maybe I'm an idiot for denying Johnny Depp for giving this information to us. This touching moment. (laughs) And then Depp says, there's there's more. Depp even says, he carries around this preface in his back pocket on a piece of paper. He'll take it out, look at it. (sighs) Oh. this is corny shit folks I yeah. it, I guess Brando did the same thing and pulled out this little piece of paper they had on him on his self <laughs> brought it out said John I have the same thing God, are you telling is this true is this believable I mean can you believe a story like that I mean have you ever heard of anything like that? And I'm not talking about it in a movie, because that stuff is written in scripts. Because it is the moments, right? The connecting moments that bond people together forever. <laughs> um, that might be embellished. Just put it this way: Johnny Depp loves the preface, and maybe Marlon did too, knew of it. But I think that's where it ends. <laughs> I could be wrong. Maybe that moment happened. It was beautiful. And they end up kissing each other at the other. Oh. Oh, bud. Oh, John. I guess Brando <laughs> didn't call him Johnny. He either called him John, which is fine, or Johan. <laughs> Good for you, too. And I love hearing about that because those are two actors that I love. I just I do. So they do Don Juan. It's an okay movie. Uh uh the message is good uh, the acting is good you got Faye Dunaway in there too I, I always liked her and I find Johnny Depp's accent to be a little silly it's a silly it's a silly thing I'm not saying he did bad with the accent nah it was, a, it was fine he even studied the accent by watching I think he said Fantasy Island the main character from Fantasy Island I love that it's corn, folks. The movie's corny. Okay. Brando and Depp do bond in real life and act well with one another. And you could tell. You could tell. It helps to like the person you're working with. And I guess the two of them boofed off the whole time. Johnny says Brando's f- hilarious. Fucking hilarious. Um, they have fun on set. I like that. Keeping on Brando and Depp, there was a project in the works that Brando and Depp were going to do. And I want to get this, this right here. Um, what the hell happened? Whoa, whoa! <laughs> the name of this one is Divine Rapture. I thought I had a separate piece of paper about this. <laughs> it's right here, folks. I never mentioned this project doing all of the Marlon Brando episodes I've done in the past. And I've done how many Brando episodes. You got the first three I did on them. And then I did Streetcar. Um, and then I did three more Reduxes. And I bring up Brando often in my shows. But I never mentioned this because it never got done. It's called Divine Rapture. And this happened, I believe, in 95, 1995. And this is right after Marlon Brando's daughter Cheyenne Brando. A beautiful young woman. Troubled young woman. Committed suicide. And I'm talking about weeks. Before this project happened. Divine Rapture 1995. Ready to go. Brando actually wanted to do it. He plays a priest. An Irish priest. And they went and made this. In Ireland. Small town. But of course they still know Brando. And we're just honored to have him there. Just giddy. For him to be in their presence. I'm not kidding. There was a freaking documentary. Done about this project. The documentary is called. Bali Brando. And you can see it on YouTube. I watched it. It's pretty bad. But you get to see clips of this film. In the documentary. It's great. John Hurt was in this project. Deborah Winger. And Johnny Depp. <laughs> Depp and Brando close at this time. Brando gave respect To Depp saying hey I'm doing a project Don't you come with me Depp said of course I will bud (laughs) I love Johnny's Loyalty to people He respects and everything In the business I mean Brando All he had to do was call up Depp and say I'm doing a picture I want you to do it that's it That's it there's no You know Please John I'll do you a favor you know Come on, man. You can come over to my estate. We'll drink some wine. We'll have a night. No. It's do this project. Will you do it? Yes. It didn't happen. Three weeks into the production, something happened with the finances. This happens. It happens a lot, actually. And, of course, that's it. Um, a note here about this project that I found nice and funny and Interesting. I mentioned earlier how Brando and Depp like to goof around on set. It's all fun and games, right? If they're not acting in front of the camera, and even at that point, too. (laughs) Brando's still fucking around. Between takes and even when they're acting. He can't help himself, folks. He's like, some of these adults, adults, period, anywhere. Some of them don't grow up, folks. They're still that uh, 10-year-old. The humor, everything. Dick jokes, all that stuff. Most of the guys mature and whatever about all those stupid jokes. Others don't. Brando and Depp didn't grow up. They were about 12 forever. I guess they had fart machines. Fart machines? I didn't know these existed. (laughs) whoopee cushions, I get that. But they actually had machines that farted. They brought them on set And we're just cracking each other up. The other co actor on this film, John Hurt, found it funny. Whatever. He had a sense of humor about it. Deborah Winger, the other actress on the film, she didn't like it. (laughs) And I get it, folks. Hey, if you're that type of actor, right, you're serious. No choking her out, guys. (laughs) This is my career. This is my work. This is my life. Okay, this role may catapult me to do other projects, make more money, and you have a fart machine? (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. And I get that side. When you're working with somebody, okay, and they're serious about it, you gotta respect that. But if they take it too far, where they have that puss face or, you know, or they're just sort of snotty about it, I'm bigger and better than you, I don't like that either. You know, Take it down a notch, I get it. You have a different way of working. I respect that, you know, but people don't want to work with others that are just too serious, okay it, lighten up I'm, i re- I think back to the projects I did a long time ago, whether it was on stage or uh, in school, and you get those people they're just they got something up their ass. they think they're better than you. Don't even look at me. And you're thinking to yourself. Well I don't want to be around you either. Okay. I don't get that. I don't. Because you want that connection. With you and your partners. Because that's what they are. Everybody on set that you're working with. Okay. You ought to be a unit. And those who place themselves above others. In my opinion. Are pieces of shit. They are. Nobody's better than anybody else. Now. You be you might be more talented than I am. I get it. But it doesn't make you a better person. Doesn't. And I like the connection. Between Brando and Depp. It might have been over the top. Their silliness. And it turns people off. But that's them. That's how they work. And in certain respects. You gotta take that for what it is. That's what they do. on side. And. I guess the only bad part is if it's affecting the other actor's work. Uh, all right, then I, you know, the director has to step in and go, "Okay, Bud, John, put the machines away. They're like kids. Put the machines away, okay? For ten minutes, okay? You can bring them out in ten minutes. Let's do the scene now." It's ridiculous. I'm sure being on set of a big movie is hectic in a way. Especially for a director, I'm sure they're pulling their fucking. They got a deal with Brando, they got a deal with Depp, and then they got a deal with Deborah Winger bitching about it. I mean, they earn their fucking money. Directors, oh, Jesus Christ! Oh. that's why some of them. Oh, they, I'm sure they have a list of actors who are like, "Oh shit, I will never work with this guy." <laughs> you know, he sucks. She's a pain in the ass. Okay, next film. The Brave, he does this with Brando as well. The Brave was a film, an independent film, that was Johnny's. Johnny wrote it. Johnny produced it. He directed it. And he starred in it. So, it's safe to say, Johnny Depp loved this project. He put his heart and soul into it. It had meaning. I saw it about five years ago. And I liked it. My heart goes out to independent films. I couldn't say independent. Sorry. Independent films. Because I know that there's a lot of uh, heart. And I'm not saying the big stuff doesn't have heart. Some does. But the lower budget films. They know they have to put in that little something extra. There's more... Blood, sweat, and tears in those productions, in my opinion. And I respect artists like Johnny Depp that do a film like The Brave. And Marlon Brando was there to go on this journey with him. That's rare. big talent like Brando doing a favor for Johnny Depp being in this film. And it's a fine film. It's independent. It got ripped by the critics. It happens. This crushed Depp. This was something that meant a lot to him. And I get it. I mean, even somebody as big as Johnny Depp and Brando, I mean, think about it. When you really think about it, I mean, you got, okay, Johnny and Brando are big at this time. And you think to yourself, they're together. And they do this film, like this independent film That means something And they bash it Fucking critics, man I don't believe them And as much as I loved uh, Ebert, Siskel and Ebert I found them more entertaining Than, oh I'm gonna take what they say And Ride with it No, Mm -mm. I hardly ever Agreed with those guys Critics Fuck (laughs) them you hear me? Yeah. Ooh. By the way, I want to cut in here and say thank you for listening to The Actors Room. This is part three of Johnny Depp. My name's Jeff. And I want to give a little bit of background on me. If you've been listening to my show, I was an actor when I was a teenager in school. And I moved out to New York City. About three years after I graduated high school. I wanted to go sooner. But my dad said. No you're not ready. (laughs) And I probably wasn't. But after about three years. My dad realized that. Okay you're still into this acting thing. Because I was. And maybe he wanted to see my dedication to it. So I went out. So I went out to New York City. Studied acting. Went to a few acting schools Auditioned uh, Met some great people And after about three or four years of that Auditioning and getting a taste of what Acting is all about What the entertainment field Requires And what it requires of you Not only as an artist But as a person I said, uh, not for me As much as I love the art (laughs) If there's one thing you gotta know about me As a person And an artist. Is that I think about it. Hourly. It's almost like a sickness. I can never get it out of my mind. Um, It's always there. Always. I love it so much. Ever since I was about six. And that's why I'm doing this show. It's a way for me. To. Put it out there. On audio. Something I can't do. That I would be a crazy person. Sitting at the edge of the bed. Talking into the abyss about acting. My wife being concerned. Jeff what's wrong with you? (laughs) I just got to talk about it. (laughs) So this is my way. And people like Johnny Depp. And Marlon Brando. Are the reason why I'm doing this podcast. For the art of it. I respect it. And then in the process of doing that. I'm finding out about. Not only their art. And how much I respect it. I'm finding out about them. I'm finding out about the good and bad. Of what goes on in these people's lives. And I hope that you find that interesting too. These are real, these are real people. These are not imaginary people. Okay. And I almost want to make that statement right now too. Before I move on. Uh, these are people that walk the planet. Okay. They have feeling, emotion, and fear. And they do great things. And that's why we talk about them. And what's going on right now with Mr. Depp. Is concerning. You should be concerned about it. And all the people that are around Johnny right now. Should be concerned too. And he's a human being. He's made mistakes. Just like everybody else. And although his mistakes may be. (laughs) More than you will ever do. He's still a man. Trying to do the best he can. But he's got these demons inside. And although it makes him a better artist. These things inside. He still lives and breathes. Just like you and me. And I find it fascinating. Diving into their lives. And although I probably don't even know 10% of their life. Or 5%. I still try to find out little tidbits of information about them. And put it into my show. So Marlon Brando. Johnny Depp. Close. And I like that. We're going to move on. To other projects about Depp. That I didn't talk about before. I know. I'm like getting serious here. After The Brave. He did Sleepy Hollow. And folks. I really like that movie. Sleepy Hollow. A good movie to put in during Halloween. It's a Tim Burton movie. Johnny Depp takes Ichabod Crane. That character. And he makes him different. And as sexy as Johnny Depp is. Or was. He still made Ichabod Crane. In a different way. He brought it down a notch. I love how some actors can do this. Some actors can kick it up a notch. Take it from here to there. And there's other actors. They take it from here you see (laughs) but it's still okay Johnny Depp's so good he could take a character and his dialogue and everything that's going on around him the story's been around forever Sleepy Hollow, Ichabod Crane all that stuff I love that story when I was a kid I love that story I love that character actually Johnny took it from here to there it made it work You see moments with Depp in Sleepy Hollow. That are quiet. They're reserved. And that look on his face. That vulnerable look. That Johnny Depp gives. In a lot of his films. Is prominent in Sleepy Hollow. And it works man. He's so vulnerable. How does. Enough said. Enough said. (laughs) He said it. Said it. Chocolat, whatever. Blow was good. Blow was good. Drug movie. I'm not saying I love drugs because I don't. They scare me. Tried a few things. They scared the shit out of me. Never again. I like to drink, and that's where it ends. But Blow was good. Wasn't Pee Wee Herman in that? Holy shit. Wait a second. I'll be right back. Yes, he was. Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman. Was in blow. I love how some of these actors like Paul Rubens, you know, slip into certain films. You go, by God, he's still around. And he's not Pee-Wee Herman in this. <laughs> he's actually somebody else, man. Paul Rubens, man. What is it about Paul Rubens? Yeah, he was cult jerking off in a freaking bathroom. No, it was a freaking porno movie. Dude, Paul, Paul, Paul. <laughs> I don't get these stars, man. And that brings me right back to what I said just moments ago. How these are people. They're not like these uh, above us people, right? These <laughs> were, you know, Paul Rubens would never, like, Pee Wee Herman would never walk into a porno movie <laughs> and start jerking off right there in the theater. That's what he did. Why would you do that, Paul? Why would you do that? What is uh, Hugh Grant doing? Picking up prostitutes in Hollywood. On the streets of Hollywood. Not the good part, folks. Doesn't make sense. They're human beings. Hugh Grant was horny. Didn't have anybody around him. Thought to himself, just do a quickie. I don't understand. And you know what? I just went on a tangent about Paul Rubens and his shenanigans. But my point is. Someone like a Paul Rubens. He's actually a pretty good actor. And you're going to laugh at me about that. Go, no he's not. Pee Wee Herman, that's silly. It's kid stuff. But you have to respect what he did there. He took that character. He created. And made it into a big deal. Folks, you got to respect it. Although you think it's silly Gotta respect it So respect to Paul Rubens I find him fascinating He might be a bit perverted I mean look at that character folks Come on But he's in Blow A movie I liked with Johnny Depp And well done By Johnny Depp once again This movie I haven't seen yet And fuck me I want to see this movie from hell I hear it's evil Secret window, very good. I, I recommend that one. Secret window. You can see it on Netflix. Wait, whoa, no. Ooh. <laughs> you could about 48 hours ago, but not now. What is going on? Not good. It's the stuff that's not good. Finding Neverland was fine. I enjoyed it. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? I did not. It's silly. Paul, uh, hey, Tim Burton, Johnny Depp wanted to do Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You think you're gonna do a better job than Gene Wilder? You are out of your fucking goddamn mind. And as great as you are, Johnny, and you are, there's no way in hell, or heaven, or purgatory, we're gonna cover all of them. No dimension ever. That you will perform better as Willy Wonka than Gene Wilder. Never gonna happen. So why even try it? I'll, I'll, okay, I'll give him this. John, I respect the fact that you thought you could, or you wanted to be on par, or you just wanted to try it. You jumped in, you went, you know what? And he did put a different spin on it. I'll give him that. A horrible spin, a downright awful spin. But it's been nonetheless. This is among. Not many though. Of Johnny Depp's failures. Ooh, it's so true. How many of you out there. Love this movie. Love folks. Well there's one person way in the back. And they probably thought I said. Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. Not Charlie in the chocolate factory. All right. Moving on. The Corpse Bride. I loved it. Him and Burton getting together doing great work. Not Charlie they they you know what? They redeem themselves with The Corpse Bride. Good job. And then you have the pirate movies, folks. Johnny Depp proves once again his creativity. And this word I want to say that's vital in describing Johnny Depp is imagination. There is no doubt. He is among the elite. In terms of bringing his imagination. To his roles. To the film. The playfulness. The creation of Jack Sparrow. Was all ep Everything. He took it there. The studios went. No fucking way. Are we having a drunken pirate? <laughs> Johnny. No. And he said, That's what you're going to get. That's Jack. I created him. I like him. And that's it. And look what he did. Folks, this is a a franchise. He made that franchise in Disney billions of dollars. Billions. I remember going to uh, Disneyland. No, Disney World. The one in Florida. We went about five, six years ago. And they have the pirate ride. And no longer is it just, you know, characterization of pirates. You got Johnny Depp's face there now. They might have taken it down yesterday or today. But was there, he was the face of that. And after that, you know, Johnny got some really good bank and sink deeper into this abyss of, of, uh, what global love and fame that not too many actors experience. Johnny Depp dead. It will change you. It will reshape you. And it did. But a performance for the ages as Jack Sparrow, fun, moment to moment. Just blowing everybody out of the water. Like a pirate should. This one. Sweeney Todd. A musical. Johnny Depp can sing. I, I did this show a long time ago. Sweeney Todd. Great songs. Dark premise. But fun. And not only do you get to see Johnny Depp sing. And he can. I'm not sure if he's got Broadway tone. That's hard to pull off. But he can sing. And sing he did in this one. And you also get to see. His acting. And the singing come together. Hard to do. And in between his singing. Are just great moments. That Johnny Depp gives us. He is amazing. Alice in Wonderland. Not my bag. It was okay. The tourist, though. Overall, movie was okay, and the chemistry between Depp and Jolie, I didn't like. There wasn't that. Uh, and I, I'm not saying they didn't like each other, because I think Depp and Jolie got along fine. Um, but the chemistry between them, you know, sometimes it just doesn't. It's not uh, spot on, where you're. They're dancing, we like to call it. When there's that, that connection. It's almost like you're watching a scene. Between two people. And they're dancing. They're, they, they know their own moves. And they go. They move left. The other person moves right. And they're just they're in harmony. I didn't get that with those two. I and mean, these are two great actors. And then you have the male and the female. You, know, you want that connection for sure. I didn't see it. And my wife didn't either. She brought that up. Amy. I said, thank you. Okay, there you go. (laughs) But Depp, he did a great job. His moments were better than Jolie. Okay, before we end this episode, and we have to, folks. I'm looking down. Oh, we okay. All right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Gotta bear with me with this one. Johnny Depp. Um, portrays Donald Trump in the art of the steel, I believe. (laughs) This, this of course, was done way before Mr. Trump became president. And I know how everybody feels about Trump, I guess. (laughs) Uh, But Johnny Depp absolutely despises Trump. Despises. I didn't know how much Depp hated Trump when he did this movie. He plays Trump. <laughs> he actually does a fine job. It was it was silly. But he did an okay job as Trump. For take it for what you will. I don't know how much the hate escalated after Trump became president. I don't know the history between these two. Maybe they had a bad moment in time. It, Trump rubbed elbows with all elite people in any business. <laughs> okay. And I just find it funny. I mean, I mean Trump's Trump. <laughs> He's unlikable. okay, To most, anyway. <clears throat> but I just find it amusing. How the hate went from here to there with Trump when he became president. I mean, wow. And, and Johnny Depp said... Oh, it's just not good. Johnny Depp said... In an interview on stage in front of a group of people, he's being interviewed and Trump was brought up. Depp says, quote, when was the last time an actor assassinated a president? End quote. (laughs) John, John, (laughs) what did you say? (laughs) I was the the audience actually goes. What? <laughs> I get it, John. John, you don't like Trump. I get it. Okay. You don't say something like that, man. Because think back in time, Abraham Lincoln was assassinated by Booth. Right? He was an actor. God. I can see Johnny crawling up the curtains. Trump sitting there watching pirates of the Caribbean and and Depp's crawling up the curtain with a gun <laughs> like a BB gun and he, he's pointing it at Trump John I'm sure you fantasize about that in your dreams you don't say it okay and I hope and pray it was in the context of just making fun of the whole thing you know I don't like Trump and when was the last time he was assassinated by a president we could to make it again that was in bad taste and Depp got into trouble for that. And he should. You don't say things like that. Uh, he was. Uh, huh, questioned. By the FBI. The CIA. He was followed. And he should be. I mean I get it. You don't like Trump. I mean, you don't say something like that. It's bad taste. And it puts. A slight for me towards Depp. When he says stuff like that. I, it's not right. It's not. You know, politics is politics too. By the way. But what a mess. What a mess. How anybody could get into politics. Uh, good luck. I can't even pay attention anymore folks. I can't. I'm, I'm spent. I'm exhausted by the whole thing. I find it just better. That I separate myself, not a hundred percent, but about ninety-five percent. I just I can't take it anymore. It's done a number on me and my family. Uh, I told my family, and I'm talking about extended family too. I'm not talking about politics anymore. It's not happening. It's just it's affecting our family. It's ridiculous, and it affected Depp too, and a lot of actors. Um, about politics, and. I believe they have no right. I mean they have a right to do it. They're, you know. You can do that. It's America. You can speak your mind. That's the freedom. The beauty of America. And I love that. About America. You should be able to say whatever you want. But there are consequences. Of things you say. Okay. So be careful out there. <laughs> careful. Stay sane too. Please. As we wrap up. Johnny Depp. I want to see any other notes about this guy. And how far we can take it. Because I'm starting to get tired. <laughs> I'm start- I am, man. I've gone a little over the top in this show. I hope that's okay. That's my show. Oh, yeah. Seeing him drunk at an awards show I saw. Johnny Depp came on stage and was wasted. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. He wasn't tipsy. He was gone. Blitzed. And there were actually people in the business. In the audience that night. They were laughing at him. Were they laughing with him or at him? Either way, not a good look for Depp. John, I like you. I think. (laughs) But... You going up there at a show like that, completely drunk, it's a bad luck. And it goes to show you where he's at in his life. And how much he drinks, how much he smokes, what he smokes, and what other things he's doing. And from my research, it's a lot. And when I say a lot, I mean a lot. It's a bad look man. I was going to mention. Text messages. Between Johnny Depp. And Paul Bettany. This was during the Amber Heard. Fiasco. It was getting so bad. For Johnny. That his friends. Try to support him. Calm him down. Reason with him. Trying to get him through this. And there were some text messages. That Paul Bettany. And Johnny Depp shared. That's been documented. And. I'm not going to say them. I have them written down here. It's pretty bad. So. I'm going to try to do the classy thing. And not recite. Quote. What Johnny and Paul Texted each other. During this whole thing. It's pretty bad. They talk about like burning her. Drowning her. Folks. This could just be Johnny Venting. And I get it. But. It's in bad taste. So if you want to read it. Look it up. You can easily find it. You put in Johnny Depp's text messages. About Amber Heard. And you get to see. What he wrote. It's pretty bad. Bad look and it's going to back up What I brought up about this whole situation The Amber Heard, Johnny Depp Battlefield situation And that's exactly what it is It's a war They declared war on one another And it takes two to tango, doesn't it? The accusations against both of these people about the physical abuse is true. Amber hurt Depp and Depp hurt Amber. What do you want me to say? I looked at the documents and all you out there defending Depp right now. Did you do your research? Did you look it up? Are you afraid to? I don't know what to tell you. Johnny Depp hurt Amber Heard. He did. And it makes me angry. But he did. When he's drunk and high. He doesn't know who he is anymore. And when he's there at that place. He becomes somebody. That he despises I'm sure. But that's where he is now. He drinks a lot. And he gets high a lot. He's been researching things. The dark side of life. That hurt your soul. His soul has been hurt. And I hope it can be repaired. Please. The business. As you know. Of Hollywood. And almost any big business out there. Have it's dark places. And Johnny Depp pulled the curtain and walked through that dark curtain. He was open to it. Look at the tattoos on his body, folks. Most of them, or half, deal with very dark images, meanings. And people put tattoos for a reason, man. That's there for good. You got to look into this stuff. There's a lot of darkness to Depp. That's what I'm saying. And I hope and pray. He can see the light. He's in a dark spot right now. Very dark spot. I hope he pulls himself out. Johnny. I know you can. I love your work. And. You were such a good dude. The stories I heard about Johnny Depp positive he's a good guy when he's sober a a sober Johnny Depp is somebody that you could admire be friends with hang out with but when he goes too far bad things happen it's so sad and maybe these brilliant people like these these geniuses you would call them like they're on another level with their brain activity and it never turns off. It's almost too much and they don't know how to deal with it. They have trouble sleeping, so they take these pills and they drink a lot and they take drugs to fall asleep. It's true. There's so much pressure on certain people that they cave in to these crutches, AIDS. Things that help them get through their day. Praying for you, Johnny. I am. Because, simply because, I think deep down there's a lot of good there, man. There is. Pray for Johnny Depp. He needs it. And thank you for listening to this episode of The Actors Room. My name's Jeff Tarowski. I'm looking down at my notes. I Want to see if there's anything I forgot Um both yeah I do Winona Ryder was a big part Of Johnny Depp's life in the beginning Of his career he loved her Out of almost every Woman that he's dated Or been with or married I believe Winona Ryder Was a love of his life he had a tattoo put on his finger, "Why no forever." And when she broke up with him, he scratched out most of it, and now it just says "Why no forever." And I love when he did the Actor Studio with James Lipton. Great show. Great show. Lipton mentioned that. All right, I heard that you scratched out some of your tattoo and now it says wino forever. <laughs> and Lipton's like, but you're not a wino. And Depp looked back at him said, how do you know? <laughs> Pretty much tell Lipton, uh, James, uh, I drink a lot of wine. <laughs> so by knowing a big part of his life, uh, Sherilyn Fenn. One of his first girlfriends in Hollywood, Sherlyn Fenn, she was gorgeous, gorgeous. I was in touch with her about the Brando screenplay. And she we she and I went back and forth about stuff in the in the screenplay. And the people that we were talking about to cast Brando and things like that. It was it was stimulating. And she seems like she really does know about the business. She's been in it since she was young. Sherlyn Fenn. I always thought she was so beautiful. I mean she portrayed Liz Taylor. Um, and then we got in a fight. <laughs> about Joaquin Phoenix I remember. I mentioned something about Phoenix. And how he was acting all stupid. Like he was a rap star. Remember that? Joaquin put on this act. That he was a rap star was ridiculous, and I expressed that. I thought it was stupid, and that's my opinion. I thought the way Joaquin Phoenix was going about doing his art with this rap thing, I thought it was pretty ridiculous. She jumped all over me. Whoa, <laughs> she excuse me, and you know, I had an opinion about it. Whatever. She never apologized. I don't. Maybe she did. I don't know. But her and Depp were getting it on, I heard stories that Depp would visit her on set this is still Sherilyn Fenn he'd visit her on set, whisk her away to the car and they'd be right there in the car baby, woo five minutes later, Depp's done oh thanks Miss Fenn (laughs) thanks Sherry, thank you so the women in his life you know most of them pretty fucking hot, and he should be. Johnny's a good looking guy, man. And the last thing I have is that Marlon Brando kind of passed the torch in a way to Johnny. If there was a torch to be passed, I think that Brando would have passed it to Depp. Right? Two phenomenal actors. Thank you for listening. Johnny Depp part three. Done. Johnny Depp done. A lot of info. What do you think about Depp? You think I'm wrong? You think everything's fine with Johnny? He's fine Jeff. All those accusations with him and Herd. Herd's a bitch. She's destroying him. She lies. Johnny's telling the truth. He's a good man. He would never hurt her. Never. How do you feel about this? Am I wrong? I'm not. (laughs) But I want your opinions on this too. And I say that. I don't mean to say it like I have all the answers. Because I don't have all the answers. But when I read court documents. (laughs) Okay. Court documents. That have been proven. That Johnny Depp has hit Amber Heard. How am I going to dispute that? It's there. In black and white. So. Give your comments. Do you feel he'll make a comeback? Because he can. Yes or no? And how do you think the actors room is going? Give me your opinions about that. I'm getting more listeners. It's great. It's been almost four years. Since I've done this. And I'm finally getting a little following, nothing big. But people commenting on the show, I got a comment on Christmas Eve, how awful I am. And I read this comment, and I get negative comments. It happens. But on Christmas Eve, really, dude? He ripped me, man. Oh, woo, ouch. (laughs) But then I got some really nice comments after that. So, hey, it's great. If I get more positive than negative, I'll take it. So leave comments and reviews on the show. Even if they're bad, do it. It's a comment, right? And I'll learn something from it. And not everybody's going to like my content. They're not going to like my voice. They're not going to like my delivery. They're not going to like me. As much as it hurts, (laughs) you want everybody to like you that's not gonna happen man. <laughs> so thanks again hope everybody's well uh, hope everybody's having a great holiday enjoying the time with your family and your friends and we're gonna get through this coronavirus thing it's been a part of our lives for over a year now man just won't go away um, this nasty virus so stay safe stay sane and keep listening To the Actors Room. Hopefully next episode. Will be fascinating content. And you go yes. Good job. Good job. And I hope you're saying. Good job Johnny Depp. Interesting. I learned things. I didn't know about. With Johnny. And. I hope he's okay. Tune in next week. Or in two weeks. Another episode. Of the Actors Room. God bless you. Have a good one.